The following is a hoop ball presentation. NBA Today, it's Corbin Sport. Follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Hoopball presentation, you already know what it is. Hoop-ball.com, online at Hoopball Tweets. Check out the Hoopball 360 package we got going on. That's the Fantasy Pass, the Brewski 150. Everything you need to level up this NBA season from a fantasy perspective, we got it all. I mean, we got what you need. So check it out if you want to succeed. That rhyme was not intentional. But I like it. But let's just cut straight to the chase, y'all. We got some news, like, like news, news. Uh, man, I'm a big Russell Westbrook fan. I don't know if that's you know bled through here in in my work I've done so far on NBA Today. Love the Lakers. Love me some Russell Westbrook. And the big reason why I love Russell Westbrook is because y'all hate him. It's true. I'm not even gonna lie to you and pretend it isn't. The hate I see for Russell Westbrook, it don't make no sense to me. It, it really, really don't. And so because of that, that's my guy. I got to stick up for him. And I got to be the guy that I look at and I go, okay, you know what? You you my guy. Like, it just is what it is. I used to not like him. But his single-minded attitude to just keep going no matter what, no matter how many misguided shots he takes or how many dumb uh, plays he makes or whatever the case may be, the complete lack of playoff success over the last couple of years, uh, losing Kevin Durant and Paul George, uh, mistakenly feeling that by leaving Houston he can get his own team again like he did during the glory salad days of first round exits back in OKC from 2017 to 2019. I'm not really sure where all that comes into play, but Russell Westbrook is my dude. In fact, you find me on Twitter, my name was the Russell Westbrook apologist. Well, now it is the wondrous Wizards fan because Russell Westbrook just a couple hours ago was traded along with a lottery protected 2023 first round pick to the Washington Wizards for John Wall. It's crazy. Now, let's talk about that first round pick real quick before we get down to the nitty gritty. If it doesn't convey in 2023, it has a succession of protections that include picks numbers 1 through 12 in 2024, numbers 1 through 10 in 2025, and picks 1 through 8 in 2026. If it hasn't conveyed as a first round pick to Houston by 2026, it becomes a second round pick in each of 2026 and 2027. That's information brought to you through ESPN. Now, that's wild. That's wild. Now, Russell Westbrook said, you know, a couple weeks ago, actually just around draft time, that he requested a trade. We knew this. And the only trade that popped up over and over, yes, you had some Russell to the Knicks and Russell to the Heat. But the big one was Russell to the Wizards for John Wall. It was simple as that. Two just egregious contracts with players who have had an injury history, who rely on athleticism that may or may not have been sapped as they enter their 30s along with a jump shot that was already rocky on their better days and has just dropped off a crater now. So it just seemed like the most logical trade. But for whatever reason, Houston said, no, we're not going to do it. We're prepared to, quote, unquote, be uncomfortable. And Washington said much of the same thing. John Wall's our guy. He's been here 10 years. We're going to stick with him, even with all evidence to the complete and utter contrary. So then, randomly, of course, on a Wednesday night, the deal is made that shakes it up. Let's take it from Houston's perspective first. Now, I tend to, I like, I like the fit. Okay, that's not true. I was going to say, I, I can see the fit between John Wall and Russell Westbrook. If John Wall doesn't come at it 
thinking that he's a star like Westbrook did, where Westbrook's really more of a B player at this time than he is, you know, the main guy. I don't think that's, I don't think I'm saying anything super crazy in that vein. Uh, I think a lot of the reason why it didn't work is because Russell was like, hey, I'm the franchise guy from my squad, and I'm going to carry that over. And it was a rude awakening when such a thing didn't happen. Now, with that being said, um, I mean, let's be real here. John Wall was the man for Washington for the past 10 years. So maybe some of that comes into play. Now, he is a little bit of a better shooter than Russell Westbrook from deep, but that's only because Russell Westbrook was so god-awful from three. He shot 25% last year, Westbrook did. 25%. That is crazy. Crazy bad. So shooting 32% from John Wall, and again, we had to go back to almost two years ago because the dude hasn't been healthy, is modestly better. I don't really know how to sugarcoat that one. It's not great. Again, you're also playing with a ball-dominant point guard who needs the ball in his hands alongside James Harden, who also needs the ball in his hands and just so happens to be better with it in his hands than Westbrook before him, than Wall right now. So you have that fit. It's wonky. But I think what's, what's even more interesting to me is that I think by making this move, by acquiring, um, by acquiring John Wall, I think you have hastened the departure of James Harden, because it, it, it's not exactly a winning move. At best, you have an even fit between the two. And we have to see how John Wall is. John Wall hasn't been healthy for several years. I mean, he missed all of last season. He played 50 games the year before that. He was uh, had a season shortened with injury the year before that. He hasn't played 70 games in almost five years now. Like, that that's a lot. Now you come with a guy who's been working his way back from injuries that historically are just on their own career blips and now you have two of them playing alongside Harden in a in a Rockets team that I don't think is playing to lose so I'm not sure how that comes into play I just don't think it makes sense there I think it's a bad fit I mean at at best Wall plays better off ball maybe all this time he spent you know uh away trying to rehab it's also helped his shooting maybe we get a, a John Wall who can be like a secondary play initiator to Harden someone who can shoot the ball a little bit better I don't know, but I'm not overly optimistic about it. So that's the fit there. As far as the pick, I mean, who cares? There's so many protections on that thing. I'm not even aware. I'm sure two or three years down the line is going to pay huge dividends, and we'll be looking back on this going like, wow, what a big deal that pick was. But, like, right now, okay. You know, the fact that the pick came, though, I mean, that that just shows how much, I guess, the Wizards wanted Westbrook, which brings us to the Westbrook Wizards fit. I'm not going to lie. I like that fit a lot better. I think that, first of all, you're getting a guy in Westbrook who thrives with the, the same way you played in Houston with almost this driving kick kind of play with kind of play where the floor is spread and he's able to attack the paint and kick the ball out. That is Westbrook's game to a T anyway. He was doing that in OKC when they didn't have shooters. He was doing it in Houston when, you know, they did have more shooters, but they did they had a big that was clogging the lane. In Washington, your big that would be clogging the lane is Thomas Bryant. Uh, I mean, you're going to have Robin Lopez there, but I feel like Robin Lopez is almost like a... Um, like a Stephen Adams type of, type of archetype. Stephen Adams, uh, Clint Capella type of archetype for Russell Westbrook, where he can just kind of drive and dump the ball at the last second, that sort of thing. But Thomas Bryant, he can space the floor. Davis Bertans, he can space that floor. Um, Troy Brown Jr. Uh, can do something there. Uh, you have some guys who can shoot the ball that can create a little more gravity um, for Westbrook to attack the lane and dish out. You know, there's, there's a little more open space for him to use his, 
as let excuse me to use his athleticism more to play, um, bring it more to bear. Now you have to wonder about his injury concerns, how they're going to use him there. Uh, the good thing is they are coached by Scott Brooks, who was more or less the Westbrook whisperer back in the day for OKC. So you do have that as a relationship that was you know long standing. That's going to come, um, you know, more into fruition now as they reunite, uh, reunite after a couple of years here. It's been what? I think Scott Brooks was dismissed from OKC in 2015. So it's been about five, six years now. So that'll be interesting. Um, as far as shooting guard is concerned, you went from playing alongside James Harden, who obviously is a better player than Russell Westbrook, obviously can do more with the ball than Russell Westbrook is a better shooter. I mean, you name it offensively, Westbrook, I mean, um, Harden does it better, right? Now, Bradley Beal is much the same way. The only difference is the mentality. Bradley Beal is willing to play off ball. Bradley Beal is willing to be more of a secondary initiator or to concede more of the ball to Russell Westbrook to let him do what he do and then kind of play off of that. That's what Bradley Beal already did with John Wall for these last couple of years outside of last year and, and some of the year before that. So I feel that Beal will be more accommodating of that style for West, Russell Westbrook. And that if Russell Westbrook still has the type of play that led him to be an all-NBA player when he was averaging 30 points a game on 50% shooting, I mean, the dude did finish with a 27, 8, and 9 season, 27 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, like this last year. He's not a scrub here, y'all. Like, I, I do not like that sort of tone around him. But let's say he can do that. And then I think he's on a team where in a, a Southeast division in the Eastern Conference, I mean, the dude can be an all-star. I really see it. I mean, who are we looking at? I mean, uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Giannis. I mean, uh, Kevin Durant. I don't think Kyrie's going to play enough games. I mean, you're going to look at these guys from the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference. Philly, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, okay. I mean, there's room. There is definitely room for Russell Westbrook up there. I think that can happen. Him and Bradley Beal. I think that that um, relationship that they'll have can prove beneficial for both. Maybe it'll find enough of Russell Westbrook's old fire that he can come back in a way that, you know, he's not going to be prime Russ because he's not that anymore. But a better optimized Russ in a system that can play more to his strengths and maybe hide more of his weaknesses. Uh, the one difference between Russ and Wall is that Wall's not going to take some stupid shots like Westbrook did down the stretch. Just pull up threes because why not? I'm going to do it. You know, Wall will play more within the scope of the game, more within himself. And, you know, I think that's something that Westbrook kind of lacks. I love it. I mean, that just unabashed drive to just play the way you're going to play. Do, you know, like he says, now I do what I want. But it comes back to bite teams at certain times, you know? And, and I think that that's the difference that you have between Wall and Westbrook. But I do think that with that lineup in the Eastern Conference, Westbrook can do some really good things. I mean, defensively, he needs to be more attentive, you know? Um, and, and, I mean, this Washington team is, <laughs> they are not going to be up there with the 2004 Detroit Pistons, let me tell you. Defensively, they are, they are they're horrible, right? So it's not going to be that great. But I think that he'll be inspired to kind of have more of the helm of a team. Uh, I think it's going to be really funny to watch, just like I saw Houston fans have to talk themselves into Russell Westbrook, have to see Washington Wizard fans talk themselves into Russell Westbrook. Uh, that's going to be fun for me. But if we take this trade and we just kind of back out, zoom out for a second, what we see is two point guards with injury histories and big contracts traded for each other. At best, I mean, none of these teams are going to make deep runs into the playoffs with either player. It's just not going to happen. Uh, I mean, besides... Westbrook not being that type of guy anymore, and even when he was at his peak, I mean, we saw him run into first-round exits at the hands of, you know, James Harden and the Rockets, and then at the hands of Donovan and Mitchell and the Jazz, and then later on with, you know, uh, Damian Lillard and the Blazers. Like, there, there's a wall with, there's a limit to how well the Westbrook style goes, because you know how Westbrook plays, right? So, in the Eastern Conference, I'm sure that'll be a first-round exit, probably. I mean, maybe a second-round exit if they all click together. But I do see them making the playoffs, maybe in a seventh eighth seed, but, like, that might be the type of move. Because 
let's just be real. The availability is there for Westbrook that it hasn't been for Wall. And yes, Westbrook's had some injuries. He had a quadriceps injury in the bubble that limited him pretty badly. He's always had this knee injury um, or these knee surgeries he had to have basically annually since it was uh, messed up by Pat Bev back in the 2013 playoffs. So you do have these issues with Westbrook, but he is more available than Wall. And I think that stands for a lot, especially with the talent that Westbrook still has at his disposal. So again, looking at it from the outside, it's a huge trade about, you know, two guys who may or may not have a moderate impact on said teams, you know? And I think the Wall trade looks worse for John Wall in Houston if and when James Harden leaves, because outside of the very fun James, John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins uh, Kentucky connection again, you don't really have a whole lot going for you there. Uh, Christian Wood, um, Eric Gordon, um, Daniel House. I'm missing someone. I, Austin Rivers is gone. Uh, I'm Jeff Green is gone. I'm trying to think of guys who are still there that would prevent that Houston team from falling out the playoffs entirely. I mean, even if the Rockets get the haul they want back from James Harden, which is something like the Drew Holiday trade on steroids, you know, uh, a really prime blue chip young player, um, definitely a lot of draft assets, uh, maybe some trade swaps. They're going to look for the boatload, and I don't think they're going to get that before the season starts in three weeks. I could be, I could be shocked. Again, I thought that the Rockets were fully intended or intent on going into training camp, quote unquote, uncomfortable, like they said, with Russell Westbrook when that trade didn't happen uh, during the offseason madness. So, you know, if anything, the season has shown is that uh, surprises are there. You know what I mean? But I just don't see it happening, at least maybe until the trade deadline. And if so, when James Harden leaves, all of a sudden this Rockets seems going to look pretty ugly. Going to be putting a lot of weight on John Wall and Christian Wood and, and DeMarcus Cousins and, you know, Eric Gordon to, to make things happen. And those guys right now, maybe four or five years ago, that would have been the team. That would have been the squad. But it sure as heck ain't the squad now. So anyway, that's my immediate reactions on that. I'm going to try to, you know, delve into this more. Uh, this was big. It definitely takes the place of what I was going to talk about on the show. Uh, but we got NBA today every day. So we're going to begin back at it like we always do. But this was, Wow. I mean, just from a, a fan of Westbrook, like that's going to be intriguing to see. The Washington Wizards are going to be so much more fun to watch. The Houston Rockets are going to be interesting to watch too, just to see how they how they move going forward. But I don't even know. This is this is it's equal parts crazy and almost like not a very big deal. Um, but hey, you know this is why we love the NBA. This is why this league is so fun. Stuff like this happens, craziness, storylines, and then at the end of the day, you have to play the games, and that's the most important part. So you know what. That's where we'll be at. We'll, we'll be diving into this in detail. Don't worry. This, this ain't the last you're going to hear about this. I just want to get on and give a quick kind of reaction to how this trade impacts both sides and, and kind of where both teams are going moving forward. I think Wizards are probably going to the playoffs. I think Houston is going as far as Harden goes. So if Harden's there, then yeah, probably a seventh, eighth seed. If Harden's out, <laughs> good luck. But um, with that being said, that's going to do it here today for NBA Today. Uh, like I always say, make sure to check out the fine folks of Hoopball. Hoopball tweets on Twitter, hoop-ball.com. Check out all the great fantasy content we got. Y'all, that fantasy pass is no joke. Check it out. I'm not even playing with y'all. If y'all really want to level up this NBA season, especially with it starting so soon, that's what y'all need. That Hoopball 360, y'all, that's what it is. For just $12.99 a month, you have the ultimate Hoopball experience. Everything. Fantasy pass. DFS pass, wager pass, you get the ultra early access to the Brewski 150, you get the hoop ball VIP, you get 
special shows. In addition to all the great content we have, you get special stuff, chat rooms, being able to talk with our experts. I mean, it is so, so awesome. So make sure that uh, y'all look at that for real. All right. Also, uh, check out our newest sponsor, ExpressVPN. Protect your privacy online and use streaming services from up to 100 countries by going to expressvpn.com slash hoopball now. Again, expressvpn.com slash hoopball now. Check that out. Protect your privacy. Use these streaming services. Get some great content. This is awesome. I mean, especially with the NBA season starting, man. This is it's no better time. All right? And with that, y'all, I'm Frosty. Y'all stay Frosty. And I'll talk to y'all real, real soon. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.